This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you levicated to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. Everybody should ride. And good morning, bicycle. and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program on Community Radio 3CR 8.55am and digital. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and as I mentioned, this is Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, where a radio program about cycling and related transport issues coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. And on today's show, I'm going to be having a chat to Nat from Bicycling Australia about a recent article that he put out on the Bicycling Australia website about threats, claims of violence and on a Australian anti-cyclist hate page. And it's something that, oh, going back almost a decade to the almost genteel early days of Facebook that I can remember a couple of us used to quietly take down some of these groups but it was before uh, Facebook really turned into the Wild West and uh, things have really gotten out of hand in terms of well if you threaten someone or if you pretend to threaten someone you, you can face some pretty serious action if you go to your nearest police station or call the police but if you may um, decide to threaten someone with your car or do you know like a very close um, pass and threaten someone the police do not seem to be um, all that uh, interested. Okay, that may seem like an, a pretty big generalisation, but that seems what be happening across Australia. And um, I'm going to talk to Nat and see if we can try and unpack some of these issues because we're at an intersection of, well, okay, okay bad pun there, of uh, planning, lack of awareness, uh, police don't want to get involved with certain issues, and on the other hand, we have the um, highly disruptive yet interesting uh, influence of social media, a very massive interest or, um, influence of social media. Are these people who get on uh, Facebook pages outliers? Are they indicative of wider society? And do we really have a massive problem with um, the simple act of riding on the road and what people think and um, behaviour-wise think they can get away with when they see you and don't know how to react properly. Well, it's a big one. Anyway, I've got to start with a little bit of happiness. <laughs> okay, well, if you're Melbourne t- right now as we go there, it's an absolutely glorious out-of-the-box day. It's a beautiful blue sky, and by geez, do we need it after the last couple of days of Melbourne glumness. And um, I was going to talk about this uh, article that I uh, saw uh, in uh, from America, a group glued 120 toilet plungers onto a um, Omaha street to show what a protected bicycle lane could do. Well, that's pretty much out of the box, isn't it? A row of toilet plungers appeared on Monday, I believe this is last week, along bike lanes near a Ak- 
Saban neighbourhood intersection, which had been the scene of multiple accidents between cars. A group of bicycle advocates glued 120 plungers onto the 63rd Street north uh, north of Shirley Street around about uh, 10.30am. The plungers stayed long enough to make a social media splash until the City Public Works Department removed them about four hours later as road obstructions. Uh, one of the advocates, Stuart Nottingham, said he and seven fellow cyclists stuck the reflector taped wrapped plungers to painted bicycle lanes, bike lanes to demonstrate that protected bike lanes would slow traffic and make the street safer for everyone who use it. The plan is to leave them out for 36 hours so people could see what a protected bike lane could do. It kind of reminds me of some of the um, stuff that I've seen around the inner suburbs that tends to get barely scuffed and shinned by um, vehicles, you know, that on the side of the raised uh, traffic calming stuff, you have some of these little props at the side that are, you know, I think uh, elasticized at the bottom that apparently is a traffic calming measure. Well, yeah, I don't know whether, I'll just take that as, um, take that as an observation what other people across the world are doing. Uh, I wouldn't say to go out and do these things. No, 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 not in the slightest. <laughs> But it's a, it's an interesting way of um, DIY uh, bicycle infrastructure, and I can remember going back almost two decades ago when a certain collective of people decided to go mark out their own DIY uh, DIY bike lanes on Brunswick Street with a um, one of those line markers used for footy in um, ball sports that involve grass. And uh, they did it during the middle of the day with uh, nice overalls and the rest of it looked nice and uh, kind of official until you see, saw what the line was rather crooked. But it got the message there. But I think from an infrastructure perspective in our large and contested spaces in our cities, we have moved on from putting down the white line as, um, as some type of infrastructure and we should be moving on to actual separated infrastructure and properly designated infrastructure. And uh, going back a fortnight ago when I interviewed Samantha Dunn, Greens MLC, uh, that was on the day that the min passing laws were being passed or going to be reintroduced for a third reading and the like in Victorian Parliament. And that day, Legislative Council, it was passed. The next day, when it hit the lower house, it was voted down by the... Victorian ALP using their numbers in the lower house and it really sends such a bizarre message in Victorian. We've had this discussion and various uh, guests and the like in the last few years on the show of Victoria. We seem to be progressive. We seem to be the state where, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, change does happen. But on the other hand, we have a state uh, Premier, who going back, I think, was it last month or about the same time, about uh, talking about the much contested and much discussed thing of putting bike lanes and separated bike lanes on St Kilda Road. And St Kilda Road's under a fair bit of pressure at the moment because part of the Melbourne Metro is going to be going down there, so therefore it's going to be closed down to, uh, I think, reduce lane width. But uh, to paraphrase something that he said on 3AW, this is Daniel Andrew saying about bike lanes, we won't be having any of that. Now, where does that put the conversation of bicycle lanes and the like in Victoria? Well, it puts it on the outer because, again, something else that I discussed in the previous show was that uh, 
We had a special meeting at City of Yarra last week, and this was to do with the budget and all sorts of things, like the, the bin tax, which has been quite, how could we say, controversial and the like, and a whole bunch of other things that, you know, you come along and see probably the best show for local democracy. So uh, there was about 200 people in the room who wished to discuss their thing, and where I'm going to with this is councils do the heavy lifting on bicycle infrastructure. They're the Basically, the authorities who mostly put this sort of stuff in that we ride on, but in Victoria, we're all under uh, a lot of pressure with growing planning pressures, with growing development issues, and also the rates cap. So councils can't put this stuff in. And where I'm going to with this again is with um, the Victorian government have a relatively new body that they uh, launched in 2015 called the Active called Active Transport Victoria. And apparently there's $100 million in there for active transport uh, initiatives. But again, uh, haven't seen anything of it. It was uh, mentioned again last year in 2016. I remember going to a roundtable discussion with a whole bunch of really feisty advocates in the city here in Melbourne. I haven't heard anything really back from that. And again, when we had the Victorian state government uh, budget uh, going back a few weeks ago, there was the ATV money again, Active Transport Victoria, sitting there, carried over. So no new money. And getting back to what I was just talking about with uh, Yarra Council, apparently there's um, you know seven hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars in their in their budget this year for bicycle infrastructure. But again, it's all money that's carried over from previous uh, budgets. So there's no real money in it. So where are we heading with this? It's a bit of a mute point. And it's like uh, everyone wants to kind of say nice media things about cycling is fantastic and wonderful and a great way to get around. But when it really comes down to, you know, you look at a strategy or a plan and you have a look at the budget, well, there's no spine in it, really, because you, if you're not going to spend the money, it doesn't mean anything. Anyway, enough of me bleating on, but there's a fair bit there to unpack. But after the break, speaking to Nat from Bicycling Australia about uh, cyclist hate groups on Facebook. What a fun topic that's going to be. But look, it's one of those things we have to discuss because it does really affect us how people behave and how they think they can react to cyclists when we're just simply out there riding. The Green Left Weekly Annual Comedy Debate with Rod Quantock is on again. Saturday, June the 17th at the Brunswick Town Hall. MC extraordinaire Rod Quantock will host two teams of comedians debating whether fake news is real news. Comedians include Sean Bedlam, Gabe Hogan, Shirley Hood, Kirsty Mack, Morven Smith and Pauline Fartson, Helltrail. The Green Left Weekly Annual Comedy Debate, Saturday, June the 17th at the Brunswick Town Hall, corner Sydney Road and Dawson Street, Brunswick. Doors open at 6.30pm. For bookings, go to trybooking.com forward slash QAEN or call 9639 8622. That's 9639 8622, a 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855am digital tune-in podcast and a whole way of way start again, Chris. Whole bunch of ways of listening to Community Radio. On the line today, I have Nat from Bicycling Australia. Hello, Nat. Hey there, Chris. How are you? Good, good. So, uh, we're going to discuss an, an article and possibly also the editorial threats and claims of violence on 
Australian anti-cyclist hate pages. Now, how can we uh, kind of unpack such a big issue? Oh, just where, where do you start? Um, mm. so, so this is pretty well a couple of pages. I mean, this has been going on for quite a while, I guess. But a couple of um, Facebook pages have come to our attention in the last two or so weeks. Um, but it started out as Brisbane against cyclists. Then they changed it to Brisbane and cyclists. And now they've started up an Aussies over cyclists. And they're basically just full-on hate pages, anti-cycling, we don't want bikes on the road, get rid of all lycra, just total extreme positions um, and just basically intolerable stuff. And some of the things that these people are coming out with are just unbelievable. I wouldn't want to even repeat them on air. Yeah, because, uh, you know, like I can repeat off some of the stuff there you've got as quotes from some of these pages and I think it's a little too rugged for a Monday morning. You're right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this this bit that really gets me and it's something, I don't know if you're listening to some of the intro, but going back to the you know more genteel days of early Facebook almost like eight, nine years ago, a couple mm. of friends and I used to go around and, well, you know, via our keyboards and quietly take some of the some of these hate groups down and it was actually easier back then. But the thing that gets me, just bear with me, I'm just going to quote from your article, claiming to, quote, expose the dangers bad cyclists create on our roads and prevent tragedies, raise awareness and save lives. The Brisbane and cyclists and and their offshoot Aussies over cyclists collectively have more than 10,000 followers. So therefore, this this is actually, they're trying to protect us, are they, by uh, threatening us? That's what they say. Um, (laughs) So that was written, I think, about five days ago. Yep. Um, since then, since then they've, they've now up to about 14,000 followers all up as of this morning. So rapidly gaining, um, gaining a following. Um, one of the problems here is a lot of cyclists are getting on there, or not even necessarily cyclists, just people saying, hang on, fair go. Um, and basically, if you give any negative comment or any comment or, or try and um, put some logic into these arguments. But the, the page admins are just banning people and just, just saying that nah, you're not, you know, you're against us if you're not with us. So um, and they're just banning. So basically, it's very unjust. Um, it's a one-way street. Um, and to outsiders looking in, it just looks like this is the norm and there's no defence against this. So um, yeah, we think that it's not fair. These pages should be banned. Um, they're promoting hate. People are saying I'll run the and so over um, without hesitation. And, I mean, it's a real worry. I think 13,000 people or so Mm. are getting all excited and and reading this. Um, If you just break that down, say nine nine out of ten of those are going to be driving a vehicle the following day after they've sat at home at night getting involved in all this on Facebook. Even if just 10% of those people, you know, made a threat or or did a close pass or... um, or tried to harass a cyclist. I mean, that's close to a thousand cyclists out there that are going to, you know, be feeling the effects of this. Yeah, and so, this is. Yeah, sorry. No, that, that's that's the point. It's just it's really gaining a lot of traction. Unfortunately, it's uneducated. It's based on just fear and um, and just the fact that we might look different to, to some of these people. I guess, or we're out trying to improve ourselves, or wearing lycra, or riding bikes. Um, and it's just, there's just no justification for it at all. The other thing is they're breaking the law. I mean, you know, as you know, in, in all Australian states except Victoria, we're, we have to be legally given one to 1.5 metres of space. These people need to know that. 
Mm. It's, it sounds like the, the quintessential pylon, doesn't it, in terms of there's something else on the road that I'm going to designate, you know, this is just kind of me hot, you know, me going off a bit of a riff, of um, an outgroup and I don't really need to kind of show them any due care or respect because it's a complete subversion of the way most people, well, I think most people think of something's vulnerable or I see something's vulnerable, so therefore me as a stronger person should take um, better responsibility. And there's a lot here to kind of like try and pull apart. Because mm. um, I always had, you know, I don't know about you, but I grew up with like an Australia which I thought was laconical and laid back. And <laughs> most of us live in the cities. And, you know, where I'm going to with this is we, we seem to, when we're in a shared road space, can't be bothered waiting and our first response is anger. And this, I think this is another combination of it. Exactly. You're, you're spot on. Mm. Um, the other point is that this these pages came were rapidly rising at the same time a, a court in Sydney handed down a, um, a, a an out... Sorry, there was... Um, let's go back to the case here. Yeah. Um, during a 10-day New South Wales District Court trial, a jury was told that Facebook posts, which incriminated Ben Smith, basically, um, he put on his Facebook a few weeks before hitting a cyclist with his motorbike. He wrote, get... I can't repeat it on there. Mm. Start for paying for using the roads or keep copying abuse and two-inch flybys. Now, this post was used as evidence in court. Ben Smith is found guilty of, of um, manslaughter and he'll be sentenced next month. So a lot of people making these, you know, these 13,000 or so people on these pages, uh, quite a large percentage of making similar threats to, to that that Ben Smith did last a couple of years ago. And these people don't realise these, these threats made on Facebook can be used in court. And, you know, if the worst happens, they might find themselves in jail for 25 years, all mm. back to some stupid thing they wrote on Facebook, anti-cyclists, you know? Yeah, to, to talk a little bit about that uh, incident you're talking about, this was in February 2013, and the person, Correct. unfortunately, who lost a life was Steve Jarvie. He was a, mm. a much-loved family of three. And he died exactly after being right. clipped by uh, Ben Smith. But that 25 years that Ben Smith might be facing, that's the higher end of manslaughter because the whole thing of getting a merger charge, uh, I don't think it changes much between the states, is kind of proving of intent. But yeah. 25 years is a higher end of manslaughter, but I can't really preempt anything that's going on at the moment. But it's, it's interesting to see how this has been played from a legal perspective. It is indeed. Um and I believe that was one of the, the first cases that's used, um, you know, the social media or online evidence uh, in such a way. So um, it's just the, the timing's quite in, uh, coincidental, isn't it? So I hope these people, you know, Brisbane against and the Spozzies over cyclists take note um, of the ramifications of some of their posts. Yeah. So uh, what can people do? I mean, okay, you can report to Facebook and they'll come back to you with a generic response. But what's something you reckon can really apply pressure and a bit of a blowtorch to this sort of stuff? Because it is hate speech. It is hate speech. We don't know. We're, we're at a bit of a, a dead end at the moment. Um, I've been speaking with a group of people. We're trying to formulate a response and a plan going forward. Um, I guess there's a lot of, at the moment there's a lot of individuals just basically reporting this page or talking about what we can do. What we're trying to do at the moment is muster up a group so we can all get down and, and form a strategy and, and a way forward um, rather than each of us battling them. We'll, yeah. we'll get together and sort of battle as a, as a collective. And, you know, not, not so much battle. We don't want a, a war. We want to sit down and try and educate these people if possible. 
the, the organiser, the guy behind both of these sites. We are fully aware of who he is. We know his name. We know his address. Uh, we know where he is. It's not the name he gave the Courier Mail last week in an article. His name is not Jamie, as he, he said he was Jamie, a plumber in Brisbane. He's not. What we'd like to do is sit down with him if he was, you know, happy to do so and um, and talk about what he's saying online and, and how he's, you know, presenting his argument and just try and educate him in a mm. peaceful manner. CR annual Radiothon is almost here and in 2017 3CR is Radio for Change. From June the 5th to the 18th we're asking you to help us stay on air by making a generous donation. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. To donate call 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radio for Change. Because this is the thing, we've got to come to some type of middle ground on this, or even better than that, an understanding that threats and violence as any type of response to any lack of awareness is no response at all. And uh, getting back to uh, an article, I should say the editorial that Gary Hunt from Bicycling Australia wrote about um, will cyclist lives be taken seriously and mentions upon Mike Hall's death during part of the Indian Pacific wheel race. There seems to be like an absolute lack of first principles of like, you know, the first thing of first principles do no harm and police are not moving on that case. But I don't know how much we can really discuss that. But there seems to be this absolute um, moot point with the police of like moving on things. But if it's something that's got a little bit more heat and light to it, like a, you know, an issue, mm. issue of racism or uh, terrorism, they're right on it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we put that in the story about the, these hate pages too, if... If you, you know, instead of saying cyclist, if you said any any other race or religion or, or background or minority group, as you said, they would be onto it. So oh, yeah. they'd be gone now. Mm. So yeah, uh, so you're right. Um, just back to what you were saying yeah. about Gary's article. Um, you're right. I've been following up a number of cases uh, where cyclists tragically been killed this year and last year, and still, like even six months out, police say, oh, they're under continuing their investigation. And, I, you know, I mean, don't want to be too cynical, but it seems these investigations just continuing until we've forgotten about it and you never really hear a resolution or an outcome. Mm. Um, it's, I mean, obviously, some, sometimes you do, but it's very frustrating. Yeah, there seems to be, you kind of like, because this is the thing about advocacy or trying to kind of enact change. A lot of the time we're second or third guessing what people in power or people within institutions or politicians are actually trying to formulate. And just an overwhelming observation I have is that the space in terms of, you know, talking about cyclists and mode use and all the rest of it seems to be really confused. I think there's a lot of politicians and bureaucrats for want of a better phrase and something a bit more new and stuff to come out with, don't know what the hell they're talking about and how can we help them along, you know, the journey of like, you know, there's most of Australians live in, you know, contested, or I should say contested, but crowded urban spaces. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, waiting for things to happen in terms of infrastructure is going to take several years. What can we do right now? And I think a lot of it is just simply talking to people. I think you're right. Just trying to educate. Mm. Um, 
you know, the amount of cyclists out there. I think I read this morning it's something like 11% of commuters in Melbourne are, are cycling. So yep. Cycling still somewhat, which is a, a brilliant statistic, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing to work forward from because uh, more people are choosing this. And despite yeah. Um, yeah, some of the stuff we're seeing in the media, it's people more and more people are choosing the option because it's great, it's fun, it's fast, it's cheaper, and it's got so many better options than sitting in a in a box. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. You're, you're right, mm-hmm. and um, we've somehow got to tell you know these people that are coming up with rather simplistic arguments to get get off the road, register your bike. You know, stop wearing lycra. You know, imagine if that was actually the case, and we said, "Okay, let's let's do that." When, hey, you're going to be sitting in traffic longer. There's going to be ten percent more vehicles on the road. You know, it just goes on and on from there. Yeah, it's so, um, something I've mentioned on the show before. Was this thing called Australian exceptionalism? It's uh, we're so special out here in Australia that we need certain things like you know um, we have to license and we have to have this and you have to have high vis and other parts of the world don't do it as as saying in um, Gary's article um, Australia tends to be an outlier when it comes to this sort of stuff and for a country that kind of s- s- tries to pride itself on being laconical and laid back we're certainly pretty uptight about a lot of stuff. Exactly right. Yeah, but um, some fun stuff. I was just thinking. Uh, I think it was on. A, I think it was Bicycling Australia web page. Peter Sargon doing wheelies up uh, Cookie Corner. We yeah we, we put yeah we do put a bit of Sargon up. Um, yeah. Some, sometimes I'm, he, he's such a showman, isn't he? And oh. <laughs> sometimes I'm reluctant to put more Sargon stories online or on our site, but people just love them. Every time you put one on, and it just it becomes the story of the week. We're talking about the tour of um, was it. Tour of California, isn't it? Tour of California, yeah. which is just wrapped up, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, Carl, uh, Carl Cigar. No, sorry. Carl, I always get this Peter, guy mucked up. Peter Cigar. Peter Cigar. The other guy is an astrophysicist. Come on, Chris. Um, doing a mono on a really sweeping tight corner. That's correct. He took his hands, but he took both hands off for a brief time um, and then put his right hand back on and continued monoing up the wheel with his, with his, up the hill with his right wheel sticking out to the right. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, the supporters on Cookie Corner just couldn't get enough of it because they're all dressed as cookies. I mean, you think um, Australian cycling fans are nuts? You should see the American ones; they're all dressed as giant foam cookies and stuff. It's oh, yeah. it, it's pretty yeah, way it's out. Actually, what it's, it, it's really is one of my uh, personally one of my favourite tours of the year. Actually, it's just a week long, but yeah, some great cycling and fantastic entertainment over from Tour of California. Yep. So with uh, Cycling Australia, you'll be all gearing up for, or you'll be yeah, keeping an eye on the Giro at the moment, but you'll be gearing up for the, the tour next couple of months? Indeed, yes. Um, we will closely follow every Grand Tour. Um, we we'll do morning reports on every stage. Don't look right now because I'm still working on that. <laughs> you'll be busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're yeah, excited about the Giro. Obviously, unfortunately, the Aussies are not sort of up the pointy end, but they still are, you know, they're still there. Um, Caleb Ewan won a stage, which is wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. And it must be frustrating for these young sprinters to come through the ranks and just be doing exceptionally well, like, you know, six stages in Adelaide earlier in the year, um, including the People's Choice. But then little does he know there's another guy coming up through the ranks in Colombia. Uh, so these other sprinters all over the world, there's so much competition, you know. So it's oh, it's very great. For yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah. So if people... Ho- hopefully... Caleb, Caleb's just done the admirable thing. He's continuing on through this high country and, and the last week of just mountainous terrain. A lot of the sprinters, you know, pull out when the going gets pretty tough and then 
prepare themselves for the next grand tour, but not Kyle if he's going to keep on battling. Yep. So, anyway, to wrap this up, how can people get hold of uh, Bicycling Australia uh, magazine, either online or subscription or the rest of it? Yeah, subscription, our print, print, you know, people say, you know, the days of magazines and newspapers are gone, but actually our magazine is booming, it's going really well, which is great to see, subs are actually increasing. So, yeah, we got our magazine, our online and our social community on Facebook and, um, and YouTube, all swimming along nicely. Excellent. So it's bicyclingaustralia.com. Bicyclingaustralia.com.au and just Bicycling Australia on Facebook. And, yeah, we've got a good community there, um, a lot of support. And, yeah, we put out a call this morning. We're just really after some input input from the cycling public to sort of help with a strategy um, against these groups that are against us, you know. Yeah, so jump on Facebook and type in Bicycling Australia and see what you can do to help contribute to... um, it's kind of like de-escalate this and get... get exactly get, right. Yeah. No, we don't want to start a battle or a page against them. We no. It be just lovely to have a peaceful resolution, explain to them that we're actually helping, you know, for the greater good. And, and to a degree, we're, we're, we're sort of assisting some of these people coming out with a crazy comment. Yeah. Like, do they really realise the potential uh, ramifications of their posts and their actions? Yeah, well, the freedom of speech isn't free of implications. That's something that people exactly. forget. <laughs> Mm. Okay, well, that's all I've got time for today because I have to wrap up my show real fast. So um, okay. thank you so much, Nat. Yeah, I'll put all the links to this in the podcast. Wonderful. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay. Okay, that's all I've got time for today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Um, my podcast should be up by, um, or oh, probably today. We'll, uh, I've been a little bit tardy on getting the podcast up. And, uh, don't, yeah, if you've been listening to um, our announcements, we've got Radiothon coming real soon. So, Yarrabug Radio, we have to make a target so we can stay on air. So, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash, I can't remember if it's subscribe or donate, but uh, ensure when you go to the Give Now page, there's a couple of little bits there that you fill in, plus um, how your donate uh, options. But on the text box, make sure that you make uh, put in that your donation is for Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio because when you put that in there, that goes to making sure that we make our target. And up next is, I believe, Jailbreak. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.